Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, my brother, my friend, one of our outstanding co-hosts. His name is Jay Harvey. Good to see you again, Jim. Jay, so glad to have you here always. You're always good company. And you were just telling me before we uh, opened up this program, you're coming off a little bit of a high because you were outside in a service where people were being baptized. How many? Uh, Twelve in all. And actually, for me, it was the first time I'd helped and facilitated as a pastor to do outdoor baptisms in a um, in a lake. It was kind of a running lake because we'd had some flooding and the river had kind of crested over, but it was so powerful, so moving. Uh, and I walked away thinking, I don't think I ever want to go back indoors to do this again. <laughs> There's something about walking with Jesus by the lake shore. Yes. That whole Sea of Galilee thing, uh, yes. a baptism, or maybe the Jordan River, that being outside under the sky in the profession of your faith, a life change, a pivot moment, yes. where you declare in baptism, I'm going to be a Jesus follower. Mm -hmm. Really compelling. And and that's a great intro into what we're talking about today, Jay, because we're in a series about pure love. Right. Okay. So if I just throw out the phrase pure love, Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me when we come back what comes to your mind. Today at Viewpoint, we're continuing a series called Pure Love. It's a phrase actually coming out of history. A man who was very smart and very persuasive, wrote some books, had some experiences, told some stories where pure love was always at the foundation. And I'm asking you, Jay Harvey, my guest today, my co-host, my friend, Mm -hmm. when I say the word pure love, what comes into your mind first? You know, I, I thought about it. It always goes back to like puppy love, like your first pure love, this adoration, this um, um, kind of giddy feeling that you might have that's just unconditional. It's exciting. It fulfills you. It it leaves you wanting more. Right. Love, isn't it? And it doesn't have preconditions. Right. It's whole. It's not manipulative. It's not about what I get out of the relationship. It's just about I'm in a relationship. I'm in something that is energizing, that's life-giving, that seems to bless me and the person with whom I'm in this puppy love relationship. I mean, there's a kind of purity to that. I get that. Yes, yes. It's pure, and it's not something that you've manufactured, and you don't want it to end. You just want to stay in that type of love, because it brings life, like you said. And it causes you to appreciate the moment. Yes. You know, puppy love is about the moment. Right. And you never use anybody for for your own ends in that kind of relationship. And Honestly, that's a great kind of frame to talk about the pure love which is in our series because that phraseology was something used by a man named Samuel Logan Brengel. He lived in the last part of the 19th century, the first part of the 20th century. He was a Salvation Army officer, and he had an experience with God. He, he believed there was a God. He believed that Jesus was the Son of God and, and the Lord of Lords. He had a kind of intellectual grasp of these ideas and was alleged to them. But one day... When he was outside, much like you described in the outdoor baptisms uh, that you experienced in the last week, one day when he was outside as he was kind of wrestling with, I believe the right stuff, I'm trying to do the right stuff, but I'm not feeling the right stuff. I'm not experiencing this kind of 
inner joy that I think I should have, this abundant life yes. is promised by Jesus in the New Testament. Something is missing. And he looked up into the heavens and he said, Lord, I just want to be completely yours. Is there some obstacle? Is there something in the way? Whatever it is, I lay it down. I just want to give my whole life to you so I can have something more. And he said that in reply, God poured his spirit into him in a way that suddenly he experienced, these were his words, pure love. And it's very much like the puppy love you described. In the moment, he said, I looked around and I loved everything. I loved the sky. I love the birds. I love the grass. I love the bugs. I love the people that are walking by that I don't even know. I was just at peace with myself, with my maker and my world. And he said, I never want to lose that. Mm, Powerful. That's what we're talking about here. Is it possible to live in that kind of pure love? Can we make that a constant, not just a moment, not just a a thing from memory, but is it possible to live in a constant sense of God's whole embrace of us in a way that we then begin to love in the same way? Wow. Well, Brinkle wrote some books, and one of those books is by my bed these days, Jay. I I read from it every day. He's (laughs) got a little Bible verse and a devotional thought day by day, and that's what's inspired me along these lines. And one of those verses is in Jeremiah chapter 15, 16. I know you've got that in front of you. What does it say? It says, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight. Okay, let's just stop right there. Yeah. When I discovered your words, this is the prophet Jeremiah. He's talking to God. Right. When I discovered your words, God, when I discovered God's word, I devoured them. Right. Have you ever had an experience, Jay, in your Mm -hmm. life where where you were reading the Bible, let's say, and and you just like, you were hungry. Sometimes you read it, maybe not so much, but other moments you just devour them. Yes, very much so. I I can remember actually early in my walk as as I was finding out who this Jesus was and I was reading his word, I just woke up every morning with this hunger to, before I did anything, to read his word. And I was like a sponge. And, And it wasn't about the completion of reading the word. It was about the the relationship that was forming as I was reading the Word, even if I didn't really realize that at the time, but it was this life-giving relationship. It was pure. Uh, he was feeding me. And, and even to this day, some 18 years after my confession, I read His Word, and there are times that um, I, I know it's fresh and new again, and, and it seems like everything else just kind of disappears, and everything gets quiet, and I know that, that at that moment, I'm experiencing that again, this devouring of his word, because once you start that process, it, it's hard to stop that. And so, yes, it's, uh, it's one of the miracles of, of our faith, the word that has been given to us in the Holy Bible. I would say the Holy Spirit, which we believe is the person of God that can strive within us, gives us that appetite. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about a verb like devour, yeah. to me it talks about appetite. There are a lot of things set on my table that I want to devour, right. <laughs> some things I just crave. But similarly, can I develop that same appetite for the revealed Word of God? And Jeremiah doesn't just say he devoured them. He says, they, these words, are my joy and right. my heart's delight. Right. They're satisfying. Sometimes I eat a cupcake and it just kind of leaves me flat. Exactly. <laughs> but these things, these words of God actually have power to feed, to nourish, to grow me and you, anyone who will take it on. So Bringle pulled this verse out of the Old Testament. He said, you know, this is one of the big steps 
involved when you're looking for pure love, when you're looking for life that is complete and whole, when you want to be transformed by God, you have to hear his words. Yes. Now, there's another verse that Bringo packaged with this one that he said was so important when you think about living in pure love. This is from the book of Joshua. Right. Uh, Joshua is actually instructing the people of God in his age about the revealed word of God. And what does he say? Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. It says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Well, there's some important meat on that bone, too. Yes. Uh, the words are instructive. They're teaching words. It's not just poetry, though some of that's in the Bible. Right. But it actually has application. It has directional mojo when you right. read them. Right. And here, Josh was reminding us that we need to meditate. We need to think about, kind right. of be clothed by these words, not just for a few minutes, you might just have a few minutes to read, but you need to allow them to clothe you day and night. You have to right. reflect upon what you read and, and digest it and kind of be aware of it as a constant, not just an occasional visit. Right. And, and I, would, I would say that when it, when it says study this book of instruction continually, I, I think we, we can't let ourselves get into that mindset of mastering. It, it's not that, because in that next uh, line, it says meditate, which is to think, to ponder, to reflect, because it is a life-giving book, and it is part of the way that the Holy Spirit illuminates uh, in our heart and, and helps us to go forward and helps to transform us, because it says meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. It's when we get into those situations where we might not be feeling the joy or might not be feeling the pure love that then because we've meditated on his word continually the holy spirit can bring those things up in us and and remind us and and that's what i love so much about this seeking of pure love it is a relationship and uh, if we are doing our part boy we are much more apt to live in that peace that pure love brings and joshua goes on to say when you do this only then will you prosper and succeed right. in all you do. Right. I mean, there is an outcome promised if we pursue the word in this way. Right. When we come back, Jay, I want to talk about a little bit why we think this word of God is all that. I mean, clearly, its self-testimony is it has power. Let's unpack that a little bit more when we come back. Just now, though, to our listening audience, we want you to know that we're always glad to hear from you. And you can pick up a phone and dial us toll-free 24 hours a day and seven days a week. This is the number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we're by the phone. Now, I'll give you the number at the end of our broadcast today, but just know, we're always glad to hear from you. We'll be right back. We live in a world where people are a little bit, shall we say, sometimes jaded or jaundiced mm. when the word Bible comes up. Oh, yeah. People look at it with suspicion. Sometimes arguments are made that the Bible has been the foundation of a lot of aberrant behavior, justification by people who want to have their own way, uh, everything from the Bible endorsed slavery to the oppression of women. I think that's very poor understanding of the Bible. I understand that some people may see it that way, but for me, the Bible is always a fountain of the brightest and best. And while it's been twisted and abused and sometimes taken in wrong directions by some people who held it in their hands, 
when you're studying the scripture by the lens of the Holy Spirit, it's always going to bring you life and it will cause you to respect and honor others and bring them life too. Right. Is that fair, Jay? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Experience? Yes. And if that be so, uh, let's just talk about this book, the Bible, for a minute. The Old and New Testaments, Genesis to Revelation, we believe actually is a supernatural book. Yes. We believe that it actually is God-breathed. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the book as the revealed Word of God, we believe that God has revealed His own thoughts to us through its pages. But then you might say, well, the book's kind of a chaotic jumble of <laughs> A to Z. And yes, in a way it is that. But honestly, when you read this book, which was written over a period of at least one and a half millennia, it was written from three different continents by many different authors in three different languages, and yet there's a single thread that mm. is woven from the beginning to the end as if it was the product of a single mind. Yes. In a way, that itself is proof right. of its supernatural origin. Right. All that to say, if you approach it in this way, you, you understand it, you, you by faith almost accept it as a revealed word of God, its power jumps off the page. Mm-hmm. That's what Bringle believed as he talked about pure love, as he had an experience one day outside where he felt like the Holy Spirit was stirring in him and owning him and possessing him and began to transform him. He had this experience of pure love, which he pursued by measuring it and reaching for it in the Word. Mm-hmm. So he would argue that it's a kind of a, a, a recipe book, right. and we don't want to make it too right. tactile in that way, but actually it has some good advice about how you can take the ingredients of your life and mix them up so that you have some pure love in the outcome. And, and I would just ask, I, I mean, I would ask you, and I would ask myself. I've read the Word over and over, and, and you have as well. We've studied it. You've pastored. I'm, I still pastor. We study it. We prepare. I, I would just ask, does it still teach? Does it still speak to you in new, but the consistent ways that Christ would? Does it still bring life? Does it still bring that pure love? And, and for me, the answer is yes. It is always, it cannot be exhausted. It is this relationship. It is this uh, recipe for pure love that continues to give as much as I'm willing to invest in it. And, and I know that you would say the same thing. Absolutely. In fact, as you were just uh, sharing some thoughts there, Jay, it occurred to me as I was pon- you know, as I, uh, taking the question in my own life right. that you're posing, I would have to say that the Scripture for me consistently over a long period of time, and I started reading the Bible every day when I was 12 years old. I was in the seventh grade. I made a decision I wanted to follow Jesus then. Mm. And I started reading the Bible every day because some guy I don't even know right. who it was said to me, you know, if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to read the Bible every right. day. So I started doing it. But uh, I was 12 years old. So yes. that's a long period of time. Yes. But still yes. today, that Bible affects me in a couple ways. One, it scrubs me down. Mm-hmm. So I can read the Bible and I will be, what shall I say, convicted or challenged. Right. I'll be dared right. because, whoa, maybe... As I'm reading the scripture, I'm recalling something I said or did or didn't do that I should have done, and it scrubs me down, causes me to to understand myself better, my failures as well as my successes. Mm. And I don't mean that it beats me up so that I feel ashamed. It just points out, well, you could do that better next time. Mm. So in that way, it scrubs me down. At the same time, I read the scripture, and it inspires me. Yes. I, I think, wow. I want more of that. I'd like to be more like that. (laughs) I I would like to grow this way. I want to be empowered this way. I want to become more, as that word is revealing. So at both ends of the spectrum, I'm I'm cleaned up a little bit. I'm challenged and dared by my own foibles, 
reading the scripture, which honestly, without reading the Bible, I'm not sure I'd be even yes. conscious of it. And at the same time, I am motivated, I'm propelled, I am developing more appetite for more pure love, you might say. So yes, that's, that's very. it's that's a living so well dynamic yes, right. feast. Exactly, exactly. And in this, it's the place where we learn the most about Jesus, isn't yes, it? Yes, I mean, Jesus is a, a name that everyone listening today has heard. I mean, it's the most famous name in the whole world mm. and has had the greatest impact on the world, cast the longest shadow. But when you come right down to it, what do we know about Jesus? Right. It comes right out of the Scripture. Mm. So when you read the supernatural, you might say, autobiography of Christ mm-hmm. that the Scripture reveals, and it's not just in the four Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but we believe that Jesus was in the beginning at the dawn of time, even as he is at the end, that the whole of Scripture is in some way a revelation of Jesus. Yes. When you see Jesus, you see God the Father. That's what the Bible tells me. And the more I lean into that, the more I realize, wow, that's exactly right. Wow. So if I want to be more like Christ, if I want to have that life like Christ and that love like Christ, well, then his word is going to take me there. But how about this? Jay, if you were thinking about your life and where it's going, we all understand our days are numbered. I Mm -hmm. mean, we're passing through. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Would you say this is the book that's going to give you the... Uh, the directional map? The directional map, the the opportunity for growth, for maturity, but also the perspective that even though we are just passing through, that, that God loves us and he wants us to have this pure love relationship and that our life matters and that there is more to come and that we can be a vessel for him. It's it's all everything that you said, being challenged and motivated at the same time, I think is the best way to describe the power of God's word. And in that lies this pure love, this pure, unconditional love that is given to us first that we accept and then learn how to live in. And even just listening to you talk about it makes me want to go home right now and read the Bible. I mean, that's, that's exactly uh, the hunger that God can give you. Well, it holds the keys for our life here and now, but it also holds the keys for what happens next. Absolutely. And there are a lot of questions in all of our hearts and minds about what happens next. Right. And I, as a pastor, have walked many people through that passage. Right. And when I say through the passage, I'm still on this side of the doorway to eternity, but I've been with people as they crossed over. Yes. And I promise you, the scripture is absolutely indispensable at times like those, but better to not wait until that minute to figure it out. Live in the knowledge and the peace of what happens next because the scripture has informed you yes. and helped you get ready for that. And that's something all of us, no matter what your age, should be <laughs> thinking about. But then one last thing. Bringle used the term, it's a kind of medical book for the sin-sick soul. Now, we don't often talk about sin-sickness, but truth be told, if you're troubled in the deepest part of your being, no matter what your bravado may be on the exterior, no matter how bold and brash you might be in your relationships and interactions, but down inside you wonder, does anybody really care for me? Mm. Am I secure with who I am? Am I proud of who I am? Am I at peace with who I am? Why is it that my relationships are so often a mess up? Mm -hmm. Is there something about me? We don't often articulate that out loud, and we will speak maybe about others being to blame for whatever the mess up is. But in the end, in the quietness and solitude of our own hearts, do we ever feel like there's something broken in us? That's sin sick. Right. And this book helps you deal with that and actually provides a remedy. Mm. That no matter where the world lands on you, Mm -hmm. 
you can feel good and sure-footed because you know who you are and God knows who you are. I mean, there's no other book like this That's on right. the planet that does that. And it doesn't prescribe rituals, let me tell you. It talks about the inner working of the soul and how God's Holy Spirit can literally give you life and transform you mm-hmm. and give you peace. Yes. So Jesus understood that the book was all that. In fact, this is what he said when he was being tempted himself by the enemy of our souls. This is Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. And Jesus said, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I think Jesus is acknowledging. Mm. You know, we may want to have a material need met, but things will never satisfy. Right. Things will never give you peace. You have to live by the word of God, what comes out of his mouth. And I'm telling you, that's Genesis to Revelation. Absolutely. He goes on to say about his own words, because Jesus is himself God. This is John chapter 6, verse 63. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. You can't get there because you're smart or a do-gooder. It's Mm. the Holy Spirit that gives life. And then Jesus went on to say, and the very words I, Jesus speaking here, that I, Jesus, have spoken to you our spirit and life. Mm. Whoa. Right there he says, study my words and the Holy Spirit, the spirit comes to you and life comes to you. Mm. The word is a key. It's a doorway. It's a channel. It's a covering. It's a blanket. It's a teacher. It's a guard. It's a protector. It is so much wow. supernaturally. And, and I would say then by what you just said, the world, Jim, is is just the opposite, right? I mean, the world's ways are in exact conflict with what Jesus is saying here, because if it's the pure love that we seek, Jesus is saying, first of all, you must surrender to who I am and, and how I want you to experience this, this pure love. The world will give you a different way, and it's temporary, and it is based on your accomplishments. I've already accomplished it, Jesus said, so this is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, exactly. he says. That's what's his word, and that gives life when you really start chewing on that for a while, it just can change the way you experience yourself and the world around you. At so many levels, we just want to encourage you listening today, understand that the Bible itself is an enormous opportunity for you, and it can help you come into a state of being that you might find yourself describing as pure love. Yes. How do you get there? You need to have a daily discipline in the scripture. Can you brush your teeth every day? Then you can read the Bible every day. Can you get up out of bed every day? Then you can read the Bible every day. Can you get a glass of water every day? You can read the Bible every day. You don't have to study it for hours. Just set some minutes away. Start small if you don't have this already in your life, but make sure you do the reps. Every day, you're going to eat, read, think, and pray over that word. Yes. Now somebody's going to say, well, the Bible I have is so hard to understand. Or, you know, Grandma's Bible wasn't right for me. It just is a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. It's like reading Shakespeare. But I want to recommend to you a modern translation that I think is just a win for anybody. It's called the New Living Translation, sometimes abbreviated NLTV. And if you get the New Living Translation in the life application version, it has footnotes at the bottom that will help you understand the text and apply it to your ordinary life. That's why it's called the Life Application Bible. So the NLTV, New Living Translation version of the Bible, Life Application Bible, it's published by Tyndale. Go get one of those and dive in. And at the back of that Bible, 
you'll find a daily reading guide. In fact, you'll see several different plans where you can start today and in the next 12 months, you'll walk through every word of it. And I promise you, if you'll do that and then write me a letter one year from now and say, hey, I'm not changed, it's all the same, what a loser, mm-hmm. I'm going to refund your money myself. There okay, you go. got it? Get the book, give it a try every day for a year, then write me a letter and say it didn't work. I will personally <laughs> refund your money and you get to keep the Bible too, okay? There you have it. It's a step into pure love. Yes. You're listening to me today and you're thinking, well, okay, but I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Well, here's one more thing. Pray. Just take a chance and pray with us. See what happens right now. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you know each one of us by name and you have provided the scriptures to us. We live in a place, we live in a time, we live in an age where all of us can freely access your word on the printed page ourselves. Maybe it's on an electronic device like a Kindle. Maybe it's in a hard cover copy or a paperback. Maybe it's just online, but your word is accessible to us. We thank you for that. We thank you for its power and that you have preserved it and protected it and delivered it across time and space, oceans, continents, cultures, persecutions, and all the rest, and still it stands tall. Lord, plant in us a hunger and a thirst for your word, and then use that word to be spirit and life in us so that we might understand what Bringle learned, what Jesus offered, abundant life, mm-hmm. pure love. We give ourselves to you, Lord, completely in its pursuit, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Once again, this is a number you can dial and talk to us live in the minute, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Write it down, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're by the phone. We want to talk to you. Now, Jay, if someone did not want to call but wanted to do a little more exploration online or maybe send us an email, where would they go? Uh, Jim, they can go to www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's it. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. CBH Viewpoint. Viewpoint's the name of our broadcast. CBHviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry. Send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, if you'd like to just use the surface mail, write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, check us out online, or use the post... Please, let us hear from you this week. Jay, always energized to be in your company. I am definitely energized today. You know what? You're a smart guy. (laughs) Thanks for living it out. Oh, thank you, Jim. And we are so glad that you joined us too. We hope that you'll join us again next week as we continue our series about pure love. How can you find joy and life amazing here and now? Join us. Until then, for all of us at the Viewpoint team, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.